Welcome to my podcast, D Sharp Thoughts, a podcast about strong women with some sharp thoughts and great inspirational stories. I'm Diana Sharp, your host, an empowerment and resilience coach for women. Most women will admit that there's nothing like having a good girlfriend who's more like a sister, someone you can share the most intimate details of your life with, someone you can cry with, someone you can laugh with, celebrate wins with, someone who inspires you with their own story of grace, courage, and strength. In today's episode, we'll be talking to one of the best-selling authors of the book, Lessons from COVID-19 2020, 26 Stories, One Pandemic, Grace and Long. She's a new friend, but she feels like an old friend and a good sister. Welcome, Grace Ann. Oh, hello, hello. To God be the glory. I'm just giving God thanks. Thank you for having little old me, you know, on your show. And I just hope that, you know, someone will be blessed and someone will be inspired. Absolutely. And- yeah, Grace and welcome. I'm so happy to have you on this platform. Truly, I am happy as I share with you. Just, I don't know, it's just the presence of God and just everything that just surrounds who you are. As I prepared, I just really felt that this was someone who I really wanted to talk with. Grace Ann Long is a best-selling author, owner of Shades by Gal, a survivor, an overcomer, and overall, just a cool girl who loves God. As a promo to her first book, God's Grace, Grayson writes, if you're wondering if God gives second chances, this book will provide a resounding yes. God is the God of many chances. For eight years and still counting, she has lived in chronic pain. In the last five years alone, she has had five neck surgeries. Ouch, Grayson. One every year. She's however grateful because as she looks over her life, she realizes that had it not been for the Lord on her side, she would be dead for real. Mm -hmm. The accident that should have killed her showed her that weapons may form, but none will prosper. She hopes that through reading her books, we recognize that God's grace walks with us and his mercy is with us always. Grayson completed her undergraduate work at Hofstra University and has her master's degree in business and entrepreneurship. With her passion for style, beauty and makeup she created shades by gal and is committed to bringing the latest trends to her customers grayson's personal mission is to bring beauty and empowerment to every ethnicity while in enhancing self-esteem and individual appearance in all women through her product lines shades by gal strives to empower every woman to look and feel beautiful inside and out while providing thousands of women with an opportunity to live the lifestyle they've always dreamed of. Grace Ann, you have an amazing story of grace, courage, strength, resilient, so much. Can you tell our listeners who is Grace Ann Long? Oh my God, just a forgiven sinner. Yeah. Just a, if I could just say, I'm not perfect, you know, but just a forgiven sinner and I am I always tell people when you look at me you see grace yes but when you look when I look myself in the mirror I see nothing but his grace right you know so if I could just say whose grace is just a forgiven sinner you know who was saved by grace 
and I am truly a product of prayer and fasting. Wow. And it's not just me, it's a collective of prior intercessors, people who I don't even know, yes. you know, so if you're wondering if God gives second chances or matter of fact, listen, I didn't even get second, ch- I got, I got five and that's just from surgeries. So just imagine how much time before I could have been dead. I could have been in jail. I could have been, you understand? So when I look back now, I had to go because the grace that you guys see, and I'm so always say, you know, when everybody say, oh my God, you look, so, it, it's the light that's within me that's shining out. And I had to go through something to get there. That's why I always say the blessing is through it. It is not at the end. It's the little gems that he leaves along the way, the little instruments, the the, the vessels that he uses to bless you. You know, so for me, I could say so much about grace, but I'm truly living in his grace now. Wow. Living in his grace, walking in his forgiveness. And just basking in his beauty. Um, what was the inspiration behind your name? What was the meat, the reason why your mom named you Grace? Oh my God! And you know, you saw she said beauty, and you know, my production guy was like, "Don't do any more interviews without makeup." But I tested positive for COVID, you know. Yes. So to God be the glory, and it didn't hit me as I was something. So I, when I say like, um, God don't play about His people, man. Oh, God no. uses who He wants to use. And my name, my grandmother, my mother was pregnant with me at a young age. She had me at, she was pregnant at 15 and had me at 16. So, you know, back then in Jamaica, you know, 16, now I'm 37 years old. um, My grandmother named me Grace Ann. So that is my first name, you know? So the inspiration behind my name, I don't even, I didn't even ask. I didn't even ask, but I just knew, (laughs) I just know that she's the one who named me. Beautiful first name. And for me, I mean, I've said this under some of your posts on Facebook. It just really embodies grace in action, really. And it might not, it might not have been who, you know, might not have been a word from God, but really it's a word that defined you, is a word that you have lived up to. And a name that really truly lives through you and everything that you do. Um, how are you feeling with the whole COVID diagnosis? Oh my God, I'm not bad, you know, you know what it is? They were more worried because I have a lot of uh, uh, screws and plates in my neck and the device on my spine, they were more worried about infection, but to God be the glory. I don't run temperatures. I didn't, I have it for a while now. I don't have fevers. I don't have, I just felt congested, but I don't, it was just like a regular cold, you know, it hits my fiance down, you know, he's been dealing with it since what, January 2nd, you know, and his son. So it hits them down and, you know, but for me, I didn't do anything to me and you know to God be the glory and I'm I I, I don't like to say that right. because I know it affected a lot of people and that must that doesn't mean somebody else is holier than somebody else no. because I'm, you, you know what I'm saying it doesn't no it, you know so we got to explain that because sometimes people you know read into something that's not there but for me I'm just giving God thanks yes. my issue is chronic pain honey it ain't nothing else but pain right so but God is a, yeah, thank you so much. God is a preserver and a keeper of his children. And I'm really happy he's keeping you in this time and that your family is okay and your fiance is pulling through and so is his um, his child. Awesome, so interesting. Grayson is a native of New York. She's been living there for many, many, many years. But Grayson, where were you born and raised? Oh my, jumped on. (laughs) 
<laughs> my accent is not there, but it did it. Um, I was I was born in Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica. I think it's Jubilee Hospital. Yes. You, know, you see, I know something. And <laughs> I came here, I migrated. My mom filed for me. I think I came here around 12 or 13. Okay. I went from middle school here. I did a high school in Unendale. I had a track scholarship, you know, with Veronica Campbell, one of my dearest friends, you know, she's an Olympian. Nice. daughter, You know, and then I went, went on to college here also. So I went to school here, basically. So you're a New York bred through and through. Through and through. <laughs> I was joking with you because your Yankee accent is like just so rich for me. I think it's so beautiful. Um, and, and even without trying, people from New York just come across as cool, right? Um, oh, yeah. Just so much punk. What was it like growing up in Jamaica? You know, say, a lot of people, I'm going to keep speaking English so that for your viewers, but, you know, I didn't have a rough life. Good. To God be the glory. My, you know, I would say my mother did because she had to migrate. She, she had no choice right. because... My grandmother could, I call my grandmother mommy. So I'm called two of them mommy. So one of them answer. So, you know, she, when she came here and I was in Jamaica, my mother, my grandmother, which I call mommy, she was a secretary of the prime minister there at the time. Yes. So I lived, you know, some people said I've never had auto water and all them something that I had a maid growing up. So wow. I, I didn't know what it is not to have food. I didn't know what it is not to have running water. I didn't know what it is not, you know, to go outside to use a bathroom. So, you know, a lot of people always say they have a rough life in Jamaica. Listen, when I came to New York, that's when my life got rough, honey. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what were some of your favorite memories? If you can just even go back to um, some, of the, some of the things you did between like 6 and 12, anything that was really, really fun and enjoyable or some of the places, if you can remember. I think it's church for me. I grew up in the church and yes. it, it sounds cliche, but the honest truth, I grew up in the church, you know, my mind backslid when my, you know, in the region of teenage years, but I grew up in the church and singing on the choir. And, you know, at Jamaica, they have Saturday, Friday night, something that a church and then Saturday, them have the playground where it's just people come and put on relay together. And I used to run a lot, you know, and, you know, I think my best memories of is just me growing up in the church and doing Sunday, Sunday school, Sunday church, and then night service. Nice. You know, so you understand? So it was just all, all, all the way around. It was, you know, so for me, it was church. Yeah. It was church. I'm not even going to like it. That's when I hung out the most and your, your group sings and you played. I used to play netball in Jamaica. So I was on Meadowbrook netball team. Then I used to play for my church. So, you know, Anybody who grew up in a Jamaica, majority of them grew up in a church, right? So you were fully rounded. Yeah, you're correct. You were fully rounded. Church girl, sports girl, athletic. Um, yeah. And just overall, you had a really, really good time. Who were some of the people and some of the figures that were really influential in your upbringing? My grandmother, my grandfather. Yeah. You know, my grandmother, my grandfather, because they were dear. You know, I have my sister. She's been my best friend. I'm what, 37, probably 30, probably what, almost 30 years, you know, and I would say as adults, you know, it was being my grandparents and yes. you know, people who was at the church who, you know, you have daddy, daddy, you know, when you have like mentors at the church, yes. you call somebody daddy and, you know, cause you were a little kid growing up and stuff like that. So a lot of people had like celebrities as they, oh, that's my idol. I don't have none, even yes. though, and I never had one, you know, my my role model was my grandmother, my grandfather, people who was around me, regular people, yes. and just people in the church. 
Awesome. What were some of the lessons you learned from your grandparents? Oh my God. One of the lessons I'm learn, always have your own. Yes. It not care if you have a husband or a man that make sure you have your own. And if I didn't grow up with anything like that, and then the other, in my grandmother was so deep in the church. All I did was church, yes. you know? So did I, was I rude some of the time? Of course, you know, but I, I never used to go dance on, I left young. I left when I was yes. 13 and I was sheltered. Wow. I didn't take bus, you know, and stuff like that. So I would say my grandparents and people at the church, and I don't want to call everybody name because, you know, I don't want to get it. You know, everybody keep telling me, don't call anybody name because I'm going to miss somebody. But it was like a father figure at the church or a mother figure at the church or, you know, people that I look up to at the church. That's amazing. That's really good. I was also raised by my grandma and that was just a really, really amazing experience. Tough sometimes, especially mm -hmm. when they're dishing out the beatings. I don't know if you didn't sound like you get any, but I got some. Not my, well, one day my grandfather they beat me, but I don't know. My grandfather beat me. But, and then my, I don't think my grandmother ever hit me. Yeah. My mother hit me, you know, but you grew up like that, you know, and a lot of people now, people are thinking it's abuse. And for me, that's how you grew up. Yeah. You know? So, and if, if my wife don't block and I lead it and it's miss something talk to me, I'm going to listen. Them, them have the right to let me out when I go, I get another one too. So yeah. it's just how we grew up in our culture, you know? It was just discipline. And for me, it never felt like abuse. It was done within reason. Um, and it was always done with the understanding of just correcting the behavior. So just like you, I was sheltered. You got all of that nurturing love. Um, somebody to wash your clothes, iron your, iron your uniform, fix all your meals, fix your breakfast. Yeah, tell you. I yeah. The independence that I see sometimes in these younger kids, I mean, even teenagers and how much they're forced to carry. Um, yeah. I was blessed not to have carried some of that load. And I feel really, I feel, I feel blessed that we were surrounded by people who really loved us. Um, Grace and then as you transition to the US, what were some of those things? How did those lessons help you? What were some things that you took with you that helped you to get through those rough days? So when you got to New York and you didn't see the streets lined with gold, um, no more made, no more made. <laughs> And things get real because I've been to New York and I don't think there's any more real place in the world like New York. My mother was a single mother, so, yes. you know, and it, I mean, after the plan, you know, you grew up, you come up, you live in a somebody rented house, you know, let's just yes. be honest. Your mother have one room, me have another room and, you know, and I see my mom work, she used to work all the time. And I think the one thing that never left me was my Sunday school days. Yes. And I think I said that to somebody and I, I, I was talking to my grandmother before and I said, no matter how I strayed, yes, you know, in my college years or in my years after college, you never forget your Sunday school. I never forgot my Sunday school days. So I always kept that with me. Absolutely. So the lessons you were taught in Sunday school, the Bible stories, um, those little gems and nuggets that we rehearsed, they stuck with you. They did. In terms of how you love people, um, just as how God loves us, forgiveness. Oh, God, um, forgive me later. I'm not going to lie. I ain't going to sugarcoat nothing for y'all up here. It took time for yes. me. But, you know, you, you, I didn't forget my Sunday school days. And when I came here, my uncle owned a church. So I, from Jamaica, I was ran into the church here, too. Awesome. 
Um, so tell me a little bit then about your young adolescent years, specifically as it relates to more of a reflection of what would, what would you say now? What would Grace and now say to her 20-year-old self and some of the things you experienced and the feelings you might have had um, just even to your environment and persons who were around you? Girl, you never experienced life yet. You're not, you're not ready. You know, sometimes when you're feet, when you, let me say, let's talk. When you're 15, you want to be 16. Yes. When I'm 16, I couldn't wait to reach 18. And I, I have been on my own since around, I think, 16 or 17, I moved out of my mother's house. And, you know, when you reach 18, you feel like you're rich. When you reach yes. 21, you just take off. And then after that, now you realize that life really happens. Bills happen. Life happens. Kids happen. You yes. know? everything happened so for me you know and anybody who's listening to it I always tell my kids don't be in such a rush to grow up yes you know enjoy it yes you know really and truly enjoy it I don't regret my kids at one bit but if you I had I had a lot of help so I'm not even going to tell anybody that I didn't have help I had a, a whole lot of help and still have help yes you know so for me I would say you know the, the the adolescent years and I left my you know me and my mom had a rough relationship and that's due to she's not raising me right. so what I learned now at 37 you couldn't explain that to me at 14 yes. you couldn't explain that to me at 15 because I was rebellious you understand yes. and she could I just felt I'm not gonna be honest she couldn't talk to me yes my grandma never been that you understand? Uh, and yeah. and it's just it's just the truth, you know, because you grew up, I grew up with so much anger. Why she never struggled with me? Why she left me? You know, and no matter how my grandmother would say things or saying nobody couldn't get to me, you right. know, and listen to me, man. You know, and I tell people all the time what I learned now at 37, you can't explain it to a child at 14, 15 because yeah. they won't understand it. It takes time. It takes time, maturity, and it takes some amount of growth in God and just understanding who you are in Christ and what he has called you to be. And a part of that, he has called us to forgiveness, right? And he has called us, called us also to compassion and to understanding. So now the 37 grace, and I'm sure you understand some of the tough decisions that your mom had to make. Um, it wasn't easy, but now we can sort of understand where she was coming from. Yes. Um, absolutely. Grace, and what makes you feel inspired? Oh my God. What makes me feel inspired? Just how, how far have I come in Christ? Yes. You know, and a majority, I wrote the book, God's Grace, and it took years to write it. It didn't just happen, you know, and when I look back now, I can chew, my, my prayer is different. You know, them belly button prayer, yes. you know? And I always say to people, everybody, when I was doing the surges and people are telling us somebody are over here and somebody over there, I had to cut off all those people. Wow. And I had good people in my ears. I had my deacons, I had my pastors, I had de deacons and stuff that was in my ear. And when you're going through stuff, you gotta be careful of who's in your ear, especially right. illness. I know what illness is. There was one of the time as I was in, I was, on the bed for eight months, yes. you know, and it, it, it played, the devil plays on your mind and who's not there from who isn't there. So what inspires me now is just, God, I just love God and not because what I, I, I have in materialistic things, because I got, I had everything and it was taken away from me. Wow. You know, it was, oh God, it was taken away from me. And I cried. I, I couldn't, 
even I was living in a rented house at the time and my aunt, I couldn't even buy tissue or napkins, nothing. Yes. My aunt used to have to pack, pack up some little bag of tissue. I'm a god, you know, but pick it up and and I think what inspires me now is just grace. Yes. And 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 now I realize that I am living the name Grace. It was already ordained yes. for me. You know, and that's something that I had to one night I just couldn't sleep. And I think it's after Joan started writing, you know, putting Helping my you. together. Right. And then I said, you know, let me Google what God's grace means. And that was a title I read, and it was already in production. And one night I was just sitting there. I'm going to start read three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock, because now I develop a prior habit. Now yes. I'm praying throughout the day. Now I'm reading the Bible throughout the day. My little son, he's a, he, we call him Dr. Dixon. And if I get up, so I'm like, mommy, you read the Bible from there? Because it's constantly playing every day, you know, sometimes eight hours out of the day. And I'm just listening to it. And now I realize I was playing the music, God music. Now I hear them singing. You yes, know what I'm yes. saying? Because it, it, it's on repetition for them. But I remember just Googling what God's grace is. And when I Googled at three o'clock in the morning, God's grace, I think grace means five. Yes. Hallelujah. And I did five next surgery. So no matter if the doctor is telling me six, one over your side, tell me, say, I'm going to offer do this. And I just... I just stuck to that word and I started jumping up at three o'clock in the morning, walking around my house, just, you know, because that was confirmation for me. And I said, you know, God, you have a sense of humor. Because I did, me do five surgeries. So yeah, tell me seminar, you know, because you tell me say grace means five and my name is Grace. You know, so, you know, it was, it, 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 it was such an amazing thing for me. And I truly, I, I don't just say grace just to say it. It means something to me. Because Absolutely. I don't deserve favor and I've got it. Yes. You understand? So for me, the grace is it 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 is it touched me dearly. I can't even tell you how it touched me. My name is actually Grace Ann. And I tell people don't I used to eat the name Grace. When I was in the world, I, I hated the name Grace. And I got baptized young. I got baptized at 12 in Jamaica on uh 12 years old on New um, New Year's Eve right and the the word let me tell and you know you you slip up and I used to hate the name grace because grace seemed to me all you know so I said call me grace and that's my name now you can't even call me grace. I said listen my name is grace wow <laughs> wow um grace that's just such a powerful powerful testimony of God's transformative power I'm listening to you speak and I'm just seeing the radiance of God just shining all over you. That's what his grace is, the love and mercy that we don't deserve, but he gives to us anyway. And my pastor's favorite word is to say grace is space, space to come back into right relationship with him. Let me write that down. That is a good Yeah, yeah it's space to come back into right relationship with him space to be reconciled, space to be forgiven. Sometimes if you're contemplating doing something that you shouldn't do, had mm -hmm. it not been for God's grace, some of us would have been completely taken out, but he gives us this grace, which he calls a space within which to say, all right. And which is why sometimes it says, the word says, um, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, because the truth is we can step outside of his grace. And we can exhaust his grace after a while if we're not careful and if we're not um, thoughtful with the grace that God gave to us. Um, but and truly. You said that, you know, because I remember one time after my fifth neck surgery, 
and I had to learn to walk again. I remember I was telling my deacon and I said, you know, if I didn't learn something now, yes. God would have taken my legs. Wow. You know, that's how I felt. Why did you feel like that though? Because you know what it is? It's just imagine when you feel like, and I'm going to be very honest, when anybody who's sick and really sick, you start to think about God, what did I do to deserve this? Yes. That's the first thing that come. And then you start apologizing and asking forgiveness. You ask forgiveness for every sin that you think Absolutely. of. Absolutely. You know, and and you ask for all of that stuff. And then when it reached the second and the third one, and then, you know, one other time, my sister looked at me and she said, she just cried. And she said, listen, she said, she said this point, Grace, and this enough for you. It cannot be for you, you know, because at that point, everybody who was close to me said, no, is it I should change? I'm um, going to see the difference or something. And wow. she said, yes, I don't know what else to learn. But, you know, and I said, this is not for you, right. you know, and it was not until my lawsuit after my fifth surgery, I truly realized it was for somebody else who's looking at me. Right. who is saying how good God is, how good your daddy is, and he don't give you what you want. So for me, it was for more so that if I didn't change, if I didn't, because when God, listen, when God have a hole for your life, you just have a hole. Yes, he does. And if you just have to say, you know what? And I never forget the day I just say, you know, I just give up. And it wasn't just saying give up. It was meaning giving up. I just right. done. You know, and it was one day I said, you know, say, everybody, I now wash off. People are going to say, wash off with this, wash off with blue, wash off with that. I'm going to say, you know what, God, I'm not doing nothing. Because if your word alone, if you cannot do it, man cannot do it. I'm going to say, Absolutely. if me dead, God, are you kill me. I know them. And that's when I started to me, me talk to God like him there right beside me. You know, my grandmother would have said, Grace, and you're too young for you to talk to yourself. But, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you sit there and you, you think. And when you're sick, and if anybody who's listening, that is the first thing the devil plays on. It's your mind. So your you got to be very careful of who is in your ears, what they say to you, how they say to you. Because at that point, it's so important of who is speaking to you. Absolutely. Grace Ann, just for those who don't know your story, can you take us back to that fateful day, that accident day? Um, when was it? What happened? Oh my God. I think it was uh, 2012. So my son at the time, I think my little one, my oldest one, I think probably was eight. And my youngest one, I don't even know if he was two or three at the time. And he was in a car. And the sad thing about it, it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad accident. You know, I pulled in a laundromat and the way the car backed up in me, my, my neck, you know, and everybody who's a mother knowing, you know, you have to turn your back for fear and the, the baby to the back of us in the car seat, you know, and I was parked because I was waiting for my mother to come out at the time and the car just hit. It just jerked the car. She, you know, she was, she was rushing and, and then my neck just popped. Wow. You know, and I didn't feel it. It was like, you want to go to the hospital? And I said, no, I just wanted to take my son home because he was crying at the time. And I think my mom took him home and stuff like that. Um, the next, the very next day, honey. Wow. And my way saying I feel it right away. I didn't feel nothing. I felt the jerk and the pop, but the pain, it didn't start to come on until the very next day. And that's when I went to the hospitals and the doctors and then realized that it was the disc and all that type of stuff. And at the time, my cosmetics started to go and I was traveling a lot. I was doing 
New York Fashion Weeks, LA, BET. I was doing so much stuff. And they were like, the worst case scenario is surgery. So I was like, all right, give me, I'm not, it, you know, it ain't there. And I know they asked me this, why did I wait four years to do the surgery or three years? No one could have cut my neck. No amount of money that they offered me could have offered me to cut my neck because it's your neck. If something yes. goes wrong here, you go paralyzed from the neck down, right? And after, I think one year, 2014, when I went to Jamaica to bury mama, my, one of my, she's a mother figure to me and her mother, I couldn't come out of the bed. All I'm I couldn't feel the hole on my left side, man. Wow. And I was already, you know, I started treating because I was treating from, I was treating for three years, therapy, injections, everything. And I, it's like my other stroke, I couldn't move the left side. And the doctor said they have to do the surgery, you know, and I said, all right. And, you know, they allowed, you know, he prayed. And I think that's what I was comfortable with him. Right. You know? And I have an amazing team. Oh my God. I, my team now, they don't want me to call their names, but you know, when I've seen, when, when nurses and doctors and up to PAs know who you are because yes. they watch you with this journey. It, it, it's such a, it's such a big difference. And I remember the first time they went through the front of my neck and did the fusion. And that was the April and June, I had to go to LA to do something with BT and, you know, working. And then I think in July, I was like, no, something is wrong. You know, in September, I'm saying, no, something is wrong. That I'm just probably like four months fresh from first surgery. And I think in December, they realized that the screws had moved four centimeters towards my spine. Wow. So they had to go back in and they went back in, I think that February right away or the January and they went through the back. Cause I, girl, me so a long weave. Yes, honey. But they had to shave the back of my head and they went in there and probably a month later, the wound wouldn't close. Wow. I had an infection, you know, so they had to go back in a third time a month after. But this time I had a whole bunch. I had an infectious disease. I had plastic surgeons. So the, the operating room, you could imagine, you know, yes. I was on vancomycin probably i was on four nope i was on four thousand four thousand a day that's the highest you can ever be on for about i think two months or so or three months if i'm not mistaken but they had to keep drawing blood every other day just to make sure it didn't you know mess up other things but you know three oh after the third surgery i almost died man i've never felt pain like that and let's get back to you know when i wrote this book it ties into this god's grace God's yeah. grace. My mother friend gave me a book at the hospital because one at a time I couldn't, my, my file, my file big. You understand? Because one at a time I was in a hospital probably for two months or probably about a month. And then I will come out and then two weeks I will go back. And then I will come out and then I will go back. Mm -hmm. Right. And when I wrote God's yeah. grace in the hospital, when after, when I did my third surgery and almost died, and remember I said, my mother and I always had a rocky, rocky relationship, you know, that day, my pastors was there and I told my pastors, I was, I was so much stringed up with the brace and I could hardly speak. And I said to my pastor, talk to my mother so she could let me go. Yes. Wow. You know, and oh my God, that, I don't want to cry. That. And all I saw was when she raised her hand and said, Lord, take me. And I went to sleep. The last thing I remember 
and I know when after I came out, everybody, she was, she was telling people I was holding her hand for two hours straight. I've never felt pain like that. So because the pain was so, they always had to keep me asleep wow. because the pain was so bad, you know? And, you know, and that was the last thing that she said that I heard. And ever since she said that, that's when I truly forgiven her. Yeah. Yes, I did. Wow. In my I'm 37 now so that was about 32 33 34 somewhere there right and I'm being very honest and God had to put me on the other foot to say hey she does love me yes hey, she does. you know nobody's perfect I sure know my kids are going to say that I made mistake you know but you try not to make the same mistake that your your mother did and they you know back up you know go on and on and that was the minute I realized like wow she would have given her life just to save mine. Wow. Yes. Wow. Grace and truly, truly an emotional, inspiring testimony. There were times my, my bra might have knitted. I couldn't be a nurse. I couldn't be a doctor. Just some of what you were sharing um, was just, it just sounds so painful and so traumatic, but God kept you in your right mind. Oh my God. Um, and he gave you the right people, deacons, ministers, pastors, your mom, to pray for you and to pour into you. What were some of the other things that helped you to get through this difficult time? And, and feel free if you want to repeat any of what you said and even what I just said. Yeah. You don't even got to worry because I'm going to be as, as honest as I can. And I know it sounds so cliche. Oh, God did this. Listen, yes, he did. Yes. I remember my fifth surgery when I went to in. You know what? A, a doctor was following my case for years and they said she's good for the spine stimulator. And the doctor said, listen, you got to trust me. Just sign it. I don't need the man is so busy. You, when he did the surgery, I haven't saw him again. I've seen his assistants and his PA. That's how high up there he is. You know, and he said and they couldn't when I did the fourth surgery because they realized that some of the screws in the back was affecting me. Because by this time they gave me over 500 injections, trigger points, they did epidurals, they mixed it up, they did all type of stuff, you know? And I remember when I did, he said they can't plant it permanently. So I will have to go home with it for seven days. So I will have on a belt and the, the, the strings and the lead will be outside my body. And I remember waking up, oh my God, I remember waking up and in the, the, the um the recovery and the, I was like oh my god and I'm trying to get up and they were like no 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 I said no 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 I could feel my left side you don't understand you know and they said no 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 and the lady said it's the device that's working and it's such a powerful you could see the nurses that knew me over the years you could just see yes. some of them who didn't even know me the the tears you know and after that fifth surgery. I went home the same day after the fifth surgery to God be the glory and I never forget it. It took five of them to get me up off the bed and you could just see the tears and the joy because you see when somebody, it's one thing when you hear it and it's another thing when you watch somebody go through it. Yes. You understand? So now when people are praising God's grace or whatever, it's because they lived it, they experienced it. You know, my best friend now fast, pray a lot. You know, she was like her faith have increased because yes. she's seen what God have did in me. So it's one thing when you're telling somebody about it, and it's another thing when you see it. Absolutely. You know, um, one of my Sunday school teachers always say it's one thing to read a book of Matthew, to read John's testimony, to read Mark's testimony, oh to read God. an epistle from Luke. But when you read Grace's testimony, when somebody comes to you 
And when you, or when you go to somebody and you tell somebody about who God is, you're not just telling somebody's story. You're telling your story of the power of God in your life. And when people witness the power of God, we can't help but just fall to our knees and recognize the awesomeness of God. Grace, and it's tough. I remember some things I went through and I said to God, God, why me? And then two months down the line, somebody is going through something rough like that and you can help them. So sometimes we go through it so we can teach others. And I love what you said when we just got started. The blessing is not in the end. It's in the going through. Jesus. It's not in the end. It's in the going through. And I know somebody's listening to this right now and they're going through. The blessing is in the going through. The blessing is in the pressing. The blessing is in just keeping on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, don't let go. Keep holding on to God's hand. He's unchanging hand and his grace and his mercies, which are just new each morning. Grace, Grace Anne, you're not a stranger. You're not a stranger. I could talk to you for hours. You're not a stranger to challenges. You're Thank not you. a stranger to hardship. You know right? what? And, and you know what it is? And I always tell people, you know, I was like, you used to fight over man, of course. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? Yeah. You know, you used to do things, of course. Let's be, you know, and somebody, I never forget, somebody say, you're not a Christian. And my pastor had to say to them, how does a, she don't look, she look like a party person. And I'm submit to them, like, how does a party person look? Yes. You know, my hair is blonde and I just, I don't, I'm not a church clothes, number one, right? And I dress the way I'm at, but I always, you know, my pastor was saying, oh no, Sister Grace and everybody, even my friends call me Sister Grace. They make fun of out of it, fun out of it. But when I tell you that, God left the 99 yes. and went to that one. Wow. One that you look down on, that's the one God is going to use. Yes. And it doesn't matter what I have on. I mean, obviously, you know, one time my fiance said to me, I didn't even realize that now I started wearing long dresses all the time. Yes. not knowing you know over time you you will change a lot of times people feel like you turn your life over and you're gonna see the change right away it takes time yes and it takes and if you're listening and you're going through something and i know it's hard listen you have to release to receive yes you have to truly let it go to receive the last thing i had to let go was my car, my BMW X, oh my God, I worked so hard for that car, but I was, they had stopped me from driving for a year. I couldn't drive because my neck, I, lo- I lost 25% in my neck. I, it can't turn as well. And I had to, the minute, but you know, let me tell you, and it's not even about the materialistic stuff. The minute I get, let it go. My fiance at the time turned around and blessed me with one. Wow. And he didn't live with me. Then I lived in my rented house for two years without paying my landlord and she's Chinese. So every day I was asking God for favor, I was living favor and not seeing it because my eyes, the veil has not revealed off my eyes as yet. So she could have put me out because, and I asked God every day, forgive me, Lord. Gerson wouldn't do it. Yes. Diana, may not lie. Anybody could say, oh, I would have did it. You wouldn't do it. Yes. Grace wanted to, first of all, you might say one or two or three months, but for two years, mega think about the trip we need for Gopan, what we need for buy, the Louvre, anything we need for buy. Let's just be real. Let's be honest. Because I'm, and I ask God to forgive me. Because now and then, my the door used to stay open because I was on a bed and my kids wasn't going to school all the time. And because they had to take care of me, 
that's before I got Rona Clark here and my church members, my God. Somebody cooked dinner, somebody cooked breakfast, somebody cleaned the house. And I remember a special church sister was sitting on the chair and I'm not telling us that people say somebody over me, she just start laugh. I make, listen, me have an abrace and comfortable. Can remember some can't stand up in on. Yes. And I look at myself and say, oh, she laugh. She said to me, Grace, and my, my mother figure always said this to me, you are like Job. Yes. The devil has to ask God permission. Oh my God. Hallelujah. The devil have to ask permission. If he can to trouble you. Yes. And at the time I didn't understand it until because they kept feeding it to me. The word, oh my God, it's like food. Yes. It was fed to me. And listen, and they still feeding me even yes. now, yes. you know? And sometimes they cry. And I remember when I did the radio interview the other day, they said, you know, it's one thing when you know it or you hear it, but it's another thing when you have seen it throughout the years and you see God in somebody's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the power of God. And no other time was our faith oh my God. tested than it was in 2020. And so we're coming closer to talking about the book. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. So Grace and you have been through so much from Jamaica to New York, to your degree, to your business, which we're going to talk about a little bit from now. Um, you're doing well. Then an accident comes and interrupts all of that, puts you on timeout. The way you put it is that God put you at his feet, literally, literally, literally puts you to sit down, to talk to you, to counsel you, to encourage you, to strengthen you, to change you. And then here we are. 2020 is upon us. It's January 1. We're making all these grand plans. What were some of the things Grace and wanted to do? And what were some of the interruptions that COVID brought with it? 2020 was, you know how everybody and it, it, God didn't, let me just say this. He didn't brought me, he didn't put me on my knees. He put me on my back. So the only thing I could have did was looked up. Yes. You know, he literally put me on my back and I am so proud of the 26 stories reason being you know every year and ever since i got closer to christ i don't make plans because why we plan got a wife yes. you can plan you know you can be smart but me don't make everything i'm going with god yes and after a jury told me no because i went through a lawsuit and they did not give me anything wow and the i walked out with oh my god it crushed me and that moment it took me two hours to let, left the, leave the parking lot. And my fiance let me now come off of the phone. My best friend didn't talk to me for a couple of days because she didn't know what to say to me because she was, you know, she felt, you know, they felt it because they saw it. And I said, you know what? The more, the more that bigger accident, Diana, I can stand in my throat, my truth. God took that car home that day. Wow. I, I know what depression is. I know what suicidal thought is. Everybody thinks that, oh, if you you try to kill yourself, you're not strong. A lie. If life hits you the right way, I don't, you see from what happened to me, I don't judge anybody yes. because every time people look at me and think I'm strong, I wasn't always like this. I had to go through it. I had to go through it to learn it, yes. you know, and 20 and the reason why I brought up the lawsuit and they gave me half the jury was African-American and because I wasn't posting it on social media and because, you know, I was, they, they, they saw the business kept going and all that type of stuff. But a year later, and this is 2020. This is God. 
a year later, yes. 2020, a stranger gave me my, my keys to my own home. Wow. 2020. Wow. And every, I cannot, can I, I live in the number one school district. I must say, you know, to God be the girl for my kids. Can I afford it? Diana, I can't afford it. But God can. Yes. God yes, can. he can. You know, and everybody had such a rough time in 2020. But what was God, it like for you? God bless me. It was my best year in 2020. The last shall be first. Yes. You know, and I'm so sorry for everything that everybody has went through. But for me, with life, there comes death. And how can you see Christ? Right? If you don't. Mm -hmm. You understand? And, it, yes. and, it sounds so, and I'm sorry, I don't want to offend anybody. And the reason why I say this is when you go through a life-changing experience and you've seen it, Diana, I have never seen so much people prayed. Have you ever seen that in your life? No, never before. Never yes, before. No, never I've before. never seen it. Never Everybody before. Knows, they're not calling on anybody. They were calling on God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Think about it. And that's yeah. what I'm all about. The church building was closed because a lot of people feel like say you have to go to church to praise God. I go to church now more than the physical building is open. Yes. And if you ask any one of my kids, even my husband, the Bible puts us to sleep. Yes. You hear what I'm telling you? And this yes. is something that I live. And one thing I realized, I've never seen so much people prayed. Yes. I have never seen the church because a lot of people that think the church is the building. God don't want nobody inside of the building. I always tell people that my ministry is not inside of a building. Yes. You understand? The church is us. Yes. How can somebody look at you and be like, oh my God, I should talk, I should this thing. I didn't know church was this cool. I didn't yeah. know, you know how to reach regular people. Because if you're going to church or you're going anywhere and somebody I got breathed on your neck, like you need money, right? A lot of people had lost their job during this pandemic. Some people lost loved ones, right? And when you think about 26 different people have 26 different story. Yes. One, and I'm not going to say I like mine best, but I have never seen so much people glorified God. Yes, absolutely. 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 Scientists can't help them. Men can't help them. I have never seen and... I know what prayer can do because there were times I couldn't pray. There were times when people have to stand in the gap. And I remember when I did the fifth surgery, they used my, my deacon was calling my fiance is like, she come out yet? No. And I'm up prior line from here to Jamaica, to Canada, to England, to Ireland, anywhere. They are on a strong and they did not stop praying until I get out and be in that recovery. I don't even know how long them pray. Them not come off. Wow. You understand? So I know what prayer can do. And when I look at these stories, 26 stories, I am so, they could tell you, I will not promote anything or anyone. And even with Joan, she's not doing anything for me, right? No, I don't know you, Diana. Right, and absolutely. So, and I'm so proud of all of us and the, the ministry that- That's inside of that book. That's inside of this book. With yes. this wish there, with this person, you know, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. I knew June years ago, Joan years ago. You understand? And yes. you know, we did business before. And I remember 
just talk. I was at such a bad place, man. Why me, God? Why yes. this? Why not? Why? You know, if I look at somebody's social media, Diane, right? And you think that some, God is blessing somebody else more than how he's blessing you. Let's be real. Yes, yeah, true. You understand? True, Nobody knows on social media until they say they have a problem. Nobody, everybody's going to look at like them life is so perfect. But this book right here, and I've met some amazing people. And I know even with you, friendship, that's going to continue for a lifetime. Absolutely. God is in the middle of it. You know, and when I was on it with, even, I think with Stacy, and she just started praying in tongues. Yes. Girl, I just, I hear the tongues every day, you know, but just the connections with you guys, with even some of you guys, because, you know, you're not going to know everybody. Absolutely. But it gives you a time to say, let me see who Diana really is. Yes. Let me see. You understand? So this pandemic lessons, what I've learned is that my God is still on the throne. He's still up there. Yes, he is. He is still up there. Yes, he is. And I might have not lost somebody close to me to God be the glory. You know, my grandfather's in heart failure. He lives with me, with my grandmother. And even though I'm positive for COVID and my now they, my little son that we call doctor, you know, that he tested them, that his, he's positive now and he's 12, wow. right? But I know what prior can do, so I ain't even worried about him because he got baptized at 11 years old. And when he stand up and he said, you know, I want to get baptized. And he was talking to the congregation so that when he touches his mother he, wow. and he said he's talked to God, he God can heal her. Wow. And that's when I realized the story was bigger than me. The story was bringing a child to God. The story was bringing other people closer. And to me, you can't teach somebody something that you haven't been through. How are you no. going to teach them? You, you, you're going to read the books about it. But the best things in life is act the, the best lessons or anything that you can teach, learn from somebody is somebody who has already been through it. Experience it. The best teacher's experience. Wow. Grayson, Wow. What I hear you saying is that lessons of COVID-19 2020 yes. um, really is just a window in terms of how God activated our faith. Yes, he did. 26 stories. And I knew there were so many other stories that didn't get published and so many other persons that submitted later and we'll have to go into the next entry. And I know that there are thousands of stories around the world, similar yeah. to ours, very different from ours. Okay. It was such a diverse year that if you weren't careful, and if you weren't very intentional about your peace, you'd have lost your mind. Um, but God kept us and he did some amazing things to us. What I really like was you said how God doesn't, it's, the ministry is not inside the walls. Oh no. The work of God is not inside a building. It's in our own lives. And can we truly activate our faith and show people who Christ is? When people see you, do people really, really hear and witness the love of God just through the way you live and through the way you interact with others. Um, congrats on being a best-selling author. I think this is your second time. Yes, I think you. Years. I think you are two times best-selling author, two times in 2020. Um, becoming an author changes, it changes most things and it changes a lot of things about your life. Um, how has it changed your life? Oh my God, years ago, everybody keeps telling me you need a story. When I had a publisher, they wanted me, you know, they wanted to make up these stories that, you know what, like say you're dating somebody or you're, you're in a relationship with somebody just to, to create that buzz. And you know, that's not me, you know, that's not my right. lifestyle, that's not where I grew up. And I remember Joan keeps saying, Grace, you need, a, you need to tell your story, but I wasn't ready. 
because right. I was healing from it. Yes. I'm trying to get your glare out. I'm sorry. And I was healing from it. Right. And it's not until I told my story, I started getting sales. I came out with a hat, a t-shirt and a sweatshirt line I'm lying in last year. And after I told my story, it just started selling out. Amazing. Not my cosmetics, but I realized that people do not buy into a brand. People no. buy into you. They buy into you and they buy into your story. And they How can you help them? How can you help somebody? And if you're genuine. Yes. And for me, me, I'm just listening to all everybody and learning. And you know, another thing that I'm saying to add value to people. Yes. So much negative stuff going on outside. And, and I'm saying to God, God protect our children. Because, you know, when you're growing up, Diana, my grandmother used to say, God, I come. Right? 37 years and God still not come. But I, if he has never been closer, he's closer now. Think Absolutely. About Absolutely. You know, because of all the stuff that has been going on. And, you know, being an author has changed me because not because I'm selling more products. This, these stories that I talk about is so dear to me because I lived it yes. and I, I might can't write it out, but I would like, Joan, just record me. And that's yes. all they did. Just record because I have inspiration for days. Yes. And I remember, you know, after they wouldn't have, oh my God, they wouldn't, ha they didn't want to give my kids public assistance. Remember I lost everything and I was in a hospital. I had to sign against a lawsuit for them to take care of my, for them to give my kids food stamp for whoever was in the house at the time could feed them. I had to sign against a lawsuit. And while in court, I didn't know that I had attached to me. I had five neck surgeries. Now, when I tell you I had the best care, I had the best care. Just think about it. My bills was probably over 500,000. Yes. Because Grace got nothing. Nobody got anything. So they took care of my God fed my kids. Mm -hmm. they can't come after me for anything I don't have I because at the time I was so devastated two days I was in deep depression I remember my deacon was just crying and I'd be like listen go call God sometimes you need God himself you don't even need a message yes. go call the God let me I tell say when I'm telling people that God is good yes but I little did I know I did win he had already showed I, up Oh yes. my God, oh, Jesus. I got a second chance at life. They took my debt because I got nothing. Nobody could take anything from me. Yes. Second, I have my master's degree, right? And my debt, and I did my master's from my mother. I hope she hears this because I used to I used to cuss her all the time about it. I was like, look how you put me in a debt. Because I had my businesses already. I have a trucking company. I have the cosmetic company. You know, I was, you know, I'm doing business. And my debt was 170 something thousand. From your masters? Yeah, all my school add together, half yes. straw, everything all together with student loans, like 170 something thousand and they wiped my debt clean. Wow. I don't even remember how we did it. Grayson, 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 this is just so amazing. And, and, I, <laughs> and I know sometimes persons don't follow how we speak or they, they might not be understanding what you're saying but Grayson went through an accident where she was injured multiple neck surgeries she brought a civil suit a suit that was denied a ruling against her totally utterly devastated 
a loss that was more than financial. It was mental. It was emotional. It was spiritual. And when she called on God, or when she knocked for Father to come and answer, you're telling me that God not only fed your children, kept them clean, kept them warm, kept your house clean. Because that would have been enough. Had he done all of that, wouldn't you have loved him anyway? And wouldn't you have said, Abba, Father, you're so good and you're so gracious and you're so kind to me? You would have loved him anyway. But then he said, Grace, and when I paid it all, I didn't just pay it all on the cross. I'm going to take care of you on this side of the earth too. I'm going to give you some blessings that man can't repay you. I don't know what your civil suit would have been, but oftentimes we have to pay lawyers and we have to pay administrative costs. But God, but God said, you know what? I'm going to take away all of that. And Grace, and I just want you to repeat that. You're saying God paid your hospital debt. No one could come after you. No one. He paid your school debt. No one. Oh my God. Credit free, debt free. And my doctor now, he didn't wow. take my insurance at the time, but he saved my life in a hospital. And he's my primary doctor now. And at the time he didn't take my insurance. And I don't even know how they manage that. And now he's my primary doctor. If I if I call him, he calls me on his cell phone. That's the type of my pain management. We have because they, these people have been with me for and I have the when I tell you I have the best team. Yes. They cannot fix me. Yes. Only God can. And I already yes. know that I'm healed. Yes. But God has to keep this torn in my side. So yes. my prayer remains the same. Yes. My worship feels the same. You understand? You're talking to wow. somebody who lives on narcotics. And when I realized that, and the problem they have with me is that I don't want to take it. I'm not taking it. Yes. And when I think about, I could have been addicted to drugs and I'm not. Yes. I could have done when I look at my children and you know after they took back the food stamp you know because one of the things I had to shut my businesses down and everybody know I can't shut my corporations down you know I would lose my name and everything you know my accountants everybody who's around me it was ordained yes. you know and five days when they took the food stamp five days later a lady called me and she said, God just put it on my heart, said, I have to take care of your family. Wow. Jesus, hallelujah. I don't know this lady. Wow. She didn't know my story. Wow. And until after I explained it to her. And did you know, for one month, every Sunday, jerk pork, rice and peas, she cooked for my kids and my she cooked for my household she said god said take care of this one wow so when when you when people i use i know what dire need is yes. when you're in dire need you try to pay a phone bill and you try to save a car note that ain't it god had to show me dire need my kids didn't lose cable well and it's not a need let me go back they didn't lose light they didn't lose heat they didn't lose food Yes. I had all the necessary things that I needed and my church members rally around me even when I wasn't driving and my fiance I had no problem going to the doctor and from the doctor before my family was involved my church was always there wow. people I didn't know and we give God thanks for them um, you even, yeah saying? even as you spoke about your doctor and your team um and even before you used the word ordained that's just what I was hearing you know God picked the right people to place in your life doctors who would pray doctors who would believe him for your healing 
um, a legal team that would advocate for you and accountants that would work in your corner. Grace and it is just simply, simply, <laughs> simply amazing what God has done oh. in you and for you. And, and I really like the way you live your life boldly for him and to testify of his goodness and his grace. Just remind us, what's the name of your title again in the book? My title was 2020, the year of humbling. Wow. The year of humbling, you know, wow. and it's so funny. They put the year of humbling because me at girl in a fun morning, right? And you yes. want to look at these things and we like nice stuff, right? Yes. But God showed me that it doesn't matter. I wanted, I'll give you an example. I wanted this new hug for my for Christmas from my brother. I'm going to buy it. I want my brother to buy it. My brother bought me that shoes and even though I still haven't worn it. How many things that you have that we can live without? Think we about it. We don't need all the things. We don't no. need all the stuff. We don't need all the stuff. No. No, we don't. no. So it was more humbling for me because God shot. When we said God shot everything, and I, I the, the humbling was such a good thing because people thought I would have got disability. They denied it. I think they denied it first. I had my lawyers had to go back and fight. Everything that you think I would have got. They yes. the God the God close and it's not even man because if God said grace was supposed to get ten million dollars, trust me, honey, them couldn't stop it. They right. can't stop it, Absolutely. right? But when God shuts the door, and you see that Sunday it happened to me the Tuesday. You see that my seminar got church. I'm gonna prayer meeting. It happened on Monday. I'm Wednesday night. I'm gonna put on a piece of prayer. The church shake, and they didn't even know what was going on. It was months later. They was like, oh, right, and that Sunday. Grace says she not go back at church, you know. God, this pastor prayed, this ministered. She prayed on answers, prayers. What I say, yes, him answer. What I say, no, him answer. And now, the year of humbling. It's when God tell me, no, me just start jump for joy because me know said a big blessing I come after it. You yes. know, he told me yes first. John told me no. John, yes, she did. She told me no first, right? And it was years later that she said, now you're ready. And the humbling is such a thing because you can have all these things and it don't mean nothing. Don't mean anything. Absolutely. Divorce, breakup. It's so good to know that, you know, when you're happy in your home. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think it humbled all of us, no? It did, absolutely, it did. It did for me too, absolutely, absolutely. It was truly, truly a year that really made us sit and pause. And we had to, and we had to really think about who we are and who we are in Christ and who is the source. Um, and that was a lesson that God had taught me from 2019. So when I got to 2020, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't stressed out, I'm gonna be honest. Because for me, I had my COVID experience. Right. I had my COVID experience in 2018 and 2019. And you would have had your COVID experience when you met in your accident. You because um, trauma and loss don't look the same, but it feels oh. the same. It feels Hallelujah. the loss is still the same, right? And, and sometimes mm. when you experience great loss, That's a good God one. really sits you down and talks to you. Then you really truly understand who he is and that you can rest in him. And so when 2020 came with all the craziness, I could rest in him. Um, and, and, and even the government of Canada was giving out some benefits. And I said, I'm not applying for it. One, I did not fully qualify. And two, I was not about to pay back any free money. And three, as a child of God, I just didn't want to misrepresent my circumstances. Um, and so I left it alone. Um, but for me, I did all of that because I had a confidence 
in who God was. And the fact that he, if he had taken care of me before, he could take care of me again. And so I just rested in that. Um, Grace, and it has been a pleasure talking with you as we're getting ready to close. Where can we find you? And tell us, I'm really, really happy that your businesses um, is, are still up and running. Um, I, yes, I did take a peek around at Shades by Gal. Yes, they actually, you know, my team yeah. is you know, they actually um trying to change up the site now and adding a new site because of the bygal.com because of the clothes. It's not it's it's only available on Shades by Gal for now. And for my book, boat books, and they're working on it. I didn't put the COVID one on there, but if you DM me or text me, trust me, you'll get it because I, I I give I give people access to me, yes. right? certain amount of access and God's grace. If you just go to grace and long, if you Google my name, just go to grace and and you could purchase the book there. And I know sometimes it says you got to write a signature, but I signed all my books, yes. you know, I sign it and I always pray over the books that's in front of me so that God could give me the words yes. to write in that book. So it could reach the right person. Absolutely. Um, so before you go, give me some of your social media handles. How can we find you? Oh, well, graceandlong.com is my website. Shadesbygal is my also, um, my, shadesbygal.com is my other website. Um, Twitter, I think it's shadesbygal. Instagram, um, shadesbygal. And graceandlong underscore gal, G-A-L. Um, everything else is just basically shadesbygal or graceandlong. Awesome. You know, and now I'm just, I'm truly, truly, really, truly just living in my name, Grace. Absolutely. But if I if I could say anything to anybody out there, and I know it sounds so she clay, you know, if I'm saying it right, the blessing is through it, and deliverance can be very inconvenient. Yes. Deliverance is so inconvenient because when you think that there is nowhere else to go, that's when God works. That's when He starts to work. When yes. you know when, when you have no choice but to surrender. So deliverance can be so inconvenient and the blessing is through it yes absolutely um what's next for you what's next for grace Anne? oh my god what's next for me you know i'm promoting these two books um, i started writing a third book because everybody keeps saying you started writing you know but i always ask god to to let me know what to say because I, if i don't have anything to say i ain't gonna say it you know and just growing just trying to build back you know, shadesbygal.com and also graceandlong.com, especially with my clothing line. And just to probably do some motivational speaking, coaching people, you know, talking to somebody because you know what? Somebody was talking to me. Absolutely. And somebody was praying for you. Somebody was praying for me. Listen, I, listen, I know I can't say thank you to everybody. And I know yes. that there's so much people far, near, people that I don't even know that prayed for me during these rough times. And I just truly want to say thank you. And I hope that you guys see that this life that was saved, it was truly a reason why it was saved because now I can truly have the light that's in me that shines the brightest, you know? So for all the priors and all the get wells and everybody who was DM me privately, sometimes I can't answer anybody. This is why I try to put out public posts. I am truly grateful because you can say you played a part. You know, you see somebody win, you can yes. say you played a part in that. Oh, so amazing. 
It has been an absolute pleasure speaking to my sister, Grace and Long. You can find her at graceandlong.com, shadesbygal.com. She has a beautiful cosmetic line for women of all color um, to help us feel like our best selves. Um, she has written a book, God's Grace, her first book. And then she has collaborated with 25 other amazing authors to share on our story of our experiences of 26 stories one pandemic go ahead dm her for her your copy um send her a message on all her socials um to grab a copy um just to bless her and to bless her ministry and to bless her family um grace and you have been truly truly authentic you have been warm you have been fun you have been courteous you have been really have been everything it has been a pleasure been a talking pleasure. to you um well yeah my sister knows so just text me and i text you my number you know i always like to keep absolutely you know, we'll do that i'll definitely do that i'll definitely definitely do that um i'm so happy that you shared your story and i'm really happy for what god is doing in your life and just how he has transformed you and how you have just reconnected everything to him and how you're fully sold out for him it's a process it's a process. And um, I think it's, as you really says, it's that one that God goes seeking after, that he cleans up and qualifies. And, and the thing is, Grace, and you know, the thing is, I my pastor always say it. Um, we're not saying the people who grow on the church bench can't appreciate God. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. But those, mm -hmm. those, those are like the children who never left home. But when you yes. have wandered afar off, and when mm -hmm. God really brings you back and when you have seen the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs of this world and God really comes full force in your life and come through for you, you can't help but say, what a God, what a God, what a God. And I'm truly touched by your story. Um, I do hope someone was blessed by your story. You shared so many nuggets, so many nuggets. I heard God's grace and strength in you, which makes you strong. Um, lessons from your grandmother and your grandfather just about having your own about being resilient and about working hard um, a love from your mom that you didn't fully appreciate until you learned to release and forgive um, mm. that, that's, that's powerful somebody needs to know that mm. somebody needs to know tell me that yeah somebody needs to know yeah walk through it walk through the pain and know that it gets better and that one day it will come home to you how clearly um, and how, you know, how much this person has loved and has cared for you. There is a blessing um, in what you're going through, right? And the blessing is in the going through and your deliverance is sometimes inconvenient. Your deliverance is sometimes inconvenient. God has to shut all of those doors. So when he finally opens that door, we know it's him. And we don't mistake it for something else. It has been my absolute pleasure talking to Grace and Long today. Um, Best-selling author, entrepreneur, owner of Shades by Gal, mom, servant of God, minister, prayer warrior. Um, it has just been my joy. Thank you for listening to D-Sharp Thoughts Podcast. Do show us some love by sharing our podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy a dose of sisterly inspiration, stay tuned for next week's episode when we talk to another sister who is just like you. Until next time, be kind to yourself and I.